This is Dr. Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org. Check out Eagles Saving Nations. We need to light up America with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I have with me apostolic leader Dennis Moore. Uh, I've known him for quite some time now. We've done a lot of great work together, even in other nations. We're both concerned over America as well as other nations. But again, America, we need to save the Republic, and it's only going to be through the Word and the Spirit. It's going to only be through the Holy Spirit. We need to, once again, let the church seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit so we can light America back up. Again, apostolic leader Dennis Moore. And this is a live audience with children. Thank Dennis, you, Dr. Henson. God bless. Amen. <clears throat> if you want to turn your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 60, we'll be looking at verses 1 and 2. Before we look at the scripture, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what's happening in the world of science. I've had an inkling, desire to do some study recently, and I'm amazed at what's been discovered in the area of astrophysics in the last 75 years. There's a doctor in Penrose, Texas, called Dr. Carl Ball, and he has talked about human DNA. And the human DNA, which is, in, which is encapsulated into your, every cell of your body, has an entire blueprint of your body. And so if you took one of those cells from your body, which you cannot see with the naked eye, it takes a microscope to see it. But if you could take the information that's in that one cell and you could write it down into books, it would, it would fill the Grand Canyon three times. That's how much information is, is bought, embodied in your DNA in one cell. There was a famous astrophysicist by the name of Sanborn. Sanborn was the great star in his world. Almost a mystical figure. And one time they had a meeting among the top astrophysicists in the world and at the end of the conference the conference host said those who believe in God come on this side of the room and those who don't believe in God come on this side of the room. Sanborn went to the side of the ones who believed in God and it shocked the world. We have, science has been able to discover that the earth has been made in the absolute perfect size that it has to be for life to exist. If it was a little bit smaller, the, the, the asteroids would, would slam into our um, earth. Uh, the, the, um, what they call the cosmic winds would make us look like the moon. If the earth was a little bit bigger, then the gases would not be able to escape. Carbon dioxide and other gases, and no life could exist on this earth. If the moon 
was of a smaller size, and every moon in our galaxy is small compared to our moon. And if our moon was smaller, then there would be no magnetic field, and your body would not be able to communicate to itself. In other words, all life would cease to exist. If Jupiter and Saturn were not where they are, then asteroids would destroy our planet. But they pull the asteroids away from us. They call it the fine-tuned universe. And even Stephen Hawkins, when he wrote his book in 1987, called A Moment in Time, had to use the word God because there's no other explanation. <laughs> over and over again in his book, he declares the word God. Now, he's not a believer like you and I, but he knows there has to be something that has designed, there has to be something that has ordered the universe. We're told by many scientists that everything came by chance. <laughs> everything was just random, uh, lucky experiences. And yet, Science knows that when the earth was created, which they now call the Big Bang, when God created the earth, if there was 0.00000000001 less energy, the universe would have collapsed back in on itself. Wow. Now let's look here at Isaiah chapter 60. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. This is an amazing scripture. First, the Lord commands his people to arise and to shine. Why? Because your light has come. Now, what the, what the enemy is trying to do, what the devil wants to do, is he wants you to believe the light's going out. He wants you to believe that things are getting darker. He wants you to believe that things are becoming more dim. He wants you to believe that there's no hope. And everywhere we go, we find ourselves igniting the church of Jesus Christ. When I was in prayer before we left, I said, Lord, what do you want us to do? And he said, light the candles again. Amen. Amen. He said, light the candles again. And the Lord says here, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. And so there is a glory that's being released. When does that glory get, get, get released? When there is great darkness that covers the earth. And thick darkness is over the peoples. I'm amazed to see individual people in their car all by themselves, no one's with them, and they're wearing a mask. 
I'm amazed that that kind of fear and darkness has come upon the people. But that's not the intent for the people of God. That's not God's purposes for the people of God. God's purpose for the people of God is to rise up because the glory has now come. You see, when the darkness comes against the world, the glory comes to the church. Because God always does the opposite. When the world's in despair, God shows up. When the world is desperate, the glory comes. I was coming over the mountain, heading towards Wenatchee. I pulled over my car. I got out. There was a gentleman. I uh, had a brand new bike on back of his car. I was kind of caught. I kind of caught the, the bike, and he sort of looked at mine. And pretty soon we were talking, and found out that he's a retired engineer from Boeing. Married into money. He told me, I, I just found a home I like and just another home. And he spent almost a million dollars for it. So he had a tremendous amount of money. And so we're talking. And finally, I said to him, I said, John, I said, my wife is a woman of, of, of great faith. And he goes, he looks at me like a deer caught in the headlight. Like no one talks to me about faith. No one talks to me about things like that. And I said, John, I said, she prayed for a woman who had a shattered knee. Not just broken, but shattered pieces. And she was in great pain. And she had arthritis in that knee. And after she prayed, she went to the doctor and the nurse came in after looking at the uh, uh, x-rays and said, you've had a miracle. Your knee is perfect. And he looked at me and he said, I don't know what to do with that. He said, I was born a Lutheran, but the more I became a scientist, the more I went away from God. And today I have no belief in God. And I said, John, would you do one thing for me? Would you pray this simple prayer? God, if you exist, will you show yourself to me? And John said, I can do that. Now, Maria talked this morning about being alert to the idea of sharing your faith when you go out into the marketplace. That's a real challenge for a lot of people. We had a lady at our last conference, and uh, her husband is one of the wealthiest men in, in this state. And she said, for the first time, I saw two women, and I went up to them and I said, ladies, I love Jesus. Can I share with you? And the one wasn't real interested, but the other one said, yes. And she said, can I pray for you? And she said, oh, absolutely. I believe that the glory that God is releasing upon our lives, we need to release it. Amen. We need to let it come out. We need to give it out. And what I'm finding as I go out, I'm finding that in the glory of God, there is wisdom. Now the Bible says that 
the wise win souls. What does that mean? I believe that means that if you have the wisdom of God, you'll know how to reach a heart. If you have the wisdom of God, you'll know how to say the right thing. And I believe God is wanting to uh, help us to step into the glory because in the glory realm is everything we need. Yes. And when we step into the glory realm, if we need a, 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 a ability to communicate with people, that ability is in the glory realm. If we'll simply open up and, and worship the Lord and say, God, fill me with your glory today. Fill me with your light. Fill me with your wisdom. Then you'll find that when you go to speak to somebody, you'll have an extraordinary ability to communicate. Chuck Pierce recently had the angel of war over God's covenant harvest plan appear to him. Let me repeat that. The angel of war. Not just the angel over the harvest plan of God, but the angel of war over God's covenant harvest plan. In other words, the harvest is going to take war. The harvest means warfare. But it also means glory. It also means stepping into. It also means a, a, a receiving that light that God is shining upon us. It also means moving into the provision that God has. Paul says, may Jesus or may God meet your need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19. A powerful scripture. One lady went into heaven and she saw a building that had no end to it. Above the, the building was end time harvest. She walked in and she began to walk into some of the rooms in that building and describe what she saw. Then others I, that I uh, heard said the same things. Described the same th rooms, described the sa seeing the same things. And so I asked the Lord, can I go in? He said, yes, you may. I've been in five of those rooms. I'm trying to figure out the fifth one. But I think I've got the four of them somewhat figured out. Now, the, the angel of war over God's covenant harvest plan gave Chuck five basic points. He said there's grace for wrong assignments, or alignments, excuse me. Grace for wrong alignments. You know, it's critical that you're lined up with the people that God wants in your life. It's critical for you to be positioned where God wants you to be positioned. Because if you have the right people in your life, they're going to speak God's will yeah. into your life. Yes, yes. And so, uh, during the... Uh, COVID, uh, Dr. Amir contacted me in Pakistan, said we are desperate. People are dying in our city. We, we've got to get food to them. And I said, okay, we'll fund, we'll fund the food bank. But I said, first thing, feed the 68 pastors who are starving to death, and then go out and don't distinguish between Christians and non-Christians. In other words, feed the Muslims too. 
And so they went out all over the city at 1.4 million, week after week, month after month. He calls me up. He says, we're exploding in growth. He said, our people have gone out. They've given food away. The, the Muslims have often said to us, uh, the, the government didn't come to us. The brotherhood didn't come to us. But your enemy came to us. And now we're going to be Christians. And hundreds of them came into the church. It began to explode the church. And signs, wonders, and miracles came. You see, when you prepare for the environment, for the Holy Spirit to work, the glory comes. When you set things up in the natural, the Holy Spirit can move, and the light of God will come, and the glory will come. I don't know for sure, but I would imagine it could be the largest church in Pakistan today. The, um, he calls me up, Dr. Amir called me and said, we have to build a new building. I said, we can't build for 500, you'll blow it out in a heartbeat. You can't build for 1,000. I said, you got to build for 2,000. Now, how do you tell somebody that you have to build a church that seats 2,000 people that's going to be four stories high? How do you tell them to build that when, it, when they're in the middle of COVID? How do you do that when your offerings, if you convert it to dollars, U.S. dollars, it comes out to 25 to 30 U.S. dollars a week? And you've got staff, you've got a school, you've got pastors, you've got all kinds of teachers, you've got all kinds of expenses. How do you tell a man to build a four-story building that will seat 2,000 people because you're hearing in the glory? you got to step out of the natural thinking. you got to step into the glory because in the glory, there's no limitations. There's no boundaries. So three months later, he sends me photographs. And these great big giant excavators are going deep down into the ground, down to the bedrock because they got to go four stories high. I have to tell you, you know, Dr. Hansen said to me one day, when you're in the glory, you can be as bold as a lion. But when the glory isn't there, it makes you tremble. And I was trembling a little bit. Because I, I, had, I had spoken that word. And I thought, my God, what's going to happen? Are they going to get, you know, just a hole dug and then it's going to be one big giant hole? Will there ever be a structure that will go up? And they kept digging, they kept digging. And pretty soon I could see rebar going in. He sent me pictures of rebar. He sent me the pictures of the, of the of just laying up of the foundation. And then the walls begin to go up. Up and up and up. Until eventually the entire structure was built. And so he... I called him up. I said, Dr. Amir, we need to have a conversation. And I said, what made you think that you could build a 2,000-seat auditorium with a one floor for the church, one floor for media, one floor for the school, and one floor for administration? What made you think you could do that in the middle of COVID? And he said this. He said, when my spiritual father told me to do it, I knew it was God's will. Who are you aligned with? Amen. Who's telling you that you can do the impossible? When we went into D.C., 
what we were up against was impossible. We don't have time to tell you all the things that happened this morning, but we were up against the impossible. And the glory came and the authority came and the authority shifted this nation during that time. See, if you are aligned with the men and women that God wants for your life, if you're positioned in a place where God wants you to be, then you will be able to do mission impossible. Because someone will speak into your life and say, you can do it. And you'll think, you're crazy, I can't do that. But that you'll know in the spirit, because there's a glory in the word, you'll know, yes, I can go there. I can do it. I can do what God, you can do what God says you can do. You can go where God tells you you can go. And you can say what God tells you to say. So the angel says, Eyes are going to be open to destroyed covenant plans. There's plans that God has had for your life that the enemy has come in and he's knocked you down and you, have, and you weren't able to get back up. There's plans that God has for your life that have been put to the side, but in the glory, God's going to restore those plans. Civil leaders will call forth God's purposes. I'm believing that we're going to declare to civil leaders that they are anointed to call forth the will of God into this nation and into nations. And I don't want, I don't want to believe any lie that says they're not there. I believe they're there. And I believe it's time for the church. One of the things that's happened when we go to D.C. is that the, the senators and the representatives say, why don't the pastors come to us? Why don't they come and pray for us? Why don't they come and support us? And Dick Simmons said to, to um, these uh, leaders in Congress, he said, because they're afraid of you. Crazy. If we speak into their lives the will of God, they'll, they'll stand up in it. They'll, they'll walk in it. They'll move in it. But they need to know there's men and women of God behind them. Amen. They need to know the glory. Amen. Territorial threshing floors for the harvest will be revealed. A new call to harvesters. We have seen many things restored. Prophets, apostles, but we haven't fully seen the evangelist restored. And it's time for those who are in the glory to call forth the harvesters. Even Jesus says, pray for harvesters, for the harvest is ripe. So we need to be in the glory, calling them in to the field. Angelic councils assigned to territories. I want angelic councils assigned in my territory. Amen. I want to move with the angels. I want to move in authority. I want, I, I want to move in power with God. I don't want to be in a place where I'm only abiding. I want to be in a place where I'm taking territory, where I'm taking nations, where I'm, we're, we're, we've got extraordinary things that God's calling us to do. But I want to talk to you a little bit, as, as we're almost ready to close, a little bit about the harvest room, the harvest building in heaven. One of the rooms that I've been in is full of golden fishing nets. 
And I believe those golden fishing nets is again what we're talking about, the wisdom of God. It's the ability to cast out the word. It's the ability to speak in such a way that people go, I want to hear you. When I was talking to John, he never wanted to walk away. He wanted to hear what he had to say. And he agreed to, to have that prayer. And so I believe there are golden fishing nets. And I, I tell you this because we're hearing it from, from many witnesses, not just one or two, but several witnesses who have been there, seen it. And so we only share what's been confirmed by two or three witnesses, uh, preferably even more, because the Bible says with two or three witnesses, everything will be established. So even Dr. Bree Keaton has been there. She's described the same things that I've seen. Others, uh, likewise. And so when we have... Uh, the golden fishing nets, that represents a harvest. And then we have a room full of uh, every human body part you could possibly need. And Joanne Hunter said, we're not seeing people getting healed. We're seeing people get new body parts. And we're coming into that time where you're going to get new body parts. And so we want to get into that glory. We want to be in that glory realm so we can call down the things that are in heaven just as uh, it tells us in Philippians 4.19, you know, according to his riches and glory. It's, not, it's in glory. It's in the realm of glory. And so it's in that realm that we want to pull down the provision of God for this hour. I believe this is the time we will invite Dr. Hansen to come back up. And um, we can, we'll have a, a moment to close. And then as he's coming, I'll share one more room uh, that I've been in. And that's a room of sounds. And the sounds were out, uh, uh, absolutely shattering in its potential. And um, the, 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 to, to hear those sounds is, is to know that this harvest is going to be unlike any we've ever seen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, if you've just tuned in, you've been watching, listening to the warning program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International and Eagles saving nations my website worldministries.org worldministries.org look at it this is what we're talking about war on the enemy lighting up the nations lighting up america to stop america from tumbling from falling as traitors are trying to collapse the republic we need the baptism of the holy spirit apostolic leader dennis moore and i have been talking for days now this week on war war against the enemy Lighting up America. Again, the angel of war over God's covenant harvest plan. I like that. I just had Joan Hunter here. We talked about miracles. Uh, we just, again, uh, Bree Keaton was just here. Again, people of God that understand faith and move in that anointing to break barriers. The anointing breaks the yoke. Father God, in Jesus' name, break Amen. the yoke right now. Let people Amen. come on board. We need a mighty army. We need millions of people engaged in this mm -hmm. battle of war against the onslaught of demonic forces. Again, worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations. Let's get into the stadiums, the national stadiums. Let the power of God come down, break the power of darkness, and see America rise again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.